When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. enjoyed that song that was beautifully composed just for us by Ethan Hurt, go ahead and check out his website at www.ethanhurt.com. And if you don't know who Ethan Hurt is, come on, dude. Troma, class of Newcomb High, what's going on? <laughs> what are you doing here if you don't know Ethan Hurt? <laughs> Get on it, guys. Get on it. Get with it. And um, in case you don't know, and you probably don't, I'm Elena. <laughs> and uh, I guess that would make me Caleb. I think I'm the other part to this. He is. He's the other half. Two halves make a whole. And this is our new podcast, Scream! Scream! And you have to you have to say it like that, because there's an exclamation point at the end. We're exclamatory. We're excited. What's going on? A lot is going on. <laughs> I like <laughs> That's that. That's what that exclamation I point like means. I like that. I like that. So I think pretty much what we're doing here is that we are covering horror movies, just all horror movies. I'm sure, uh, you know, based off the music and the artwork, you might think, oh, hey, 80s horror movies podcast. Uh, we're moving no. on from that now because we're going <laughs> yes. week to week. Anal- oh. <laughs> so Anal Fisher is going to be covering a movie and narrating a movie one week. It's going to be her pick entirely. And then the next week... <laughs> The the uh, me the canals the canals of the of the anal cavity will be uh, narrating and picking a movie the next week and Elena kind of comes from <laughs> kind of comes from a background of uh, very witchy two thousands movies that's what I'm gonna go ahead and say yeah I love witchy two thousands movies I'm very trash eighties like grotesque stuff which I can definitely get down with but you have such an array. Uh, you're, I mean, you're gonna expose me to things I'm sure I'm gonna be very upset about being <laughs> exposed to. Because the thing is, you, f- right off the bat, right off the fucking bat, Elena just drops the worst movie ever. First, she she tried yeah. to do another one. I'm not gonna mention it because we'll probably do it later. But she drops a movie that I was like worried about, really, mm-hmm. really worried about. And then it turned out to be really good. And I was like, oh shit, I actually like this. And then all of a sudden, she's like, oh wait, hold on, let's change it. To the worst piece of trash that you've ever seen in your life that you're never going to watch again that you had a terrible time watching. Yep. And I knew it. Like, I knew it. That other movie, we're definitely going to cover because that other movie is, like, legendary. But this one, I was like, oh, Caleb's going to hate this one. The, the really weird thing is that, first of all, oh, the movie Secret Window from 2004, if you're wondering, Johnny Depp, terrible. <laughs> um, The thing is, you 
are the only person in the world that likes it. I, I, you know what? It's lonely on this island, but <laughs> I feel okay about it. I know some people are going to message and be like, I loved it. And I'm going to be like, yeah, there you are. <laughs> I knew you were in there. And we'll high five over the internet. Elena. <laughs> it's going to happen. I'm telling you. There's all these secret, secret window heads that are just going to come floating out of the atmosphere after this. You know this is based off of like a very short novella, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. It's in that book. He has a, a book. It's I think it's... um called Two Past Midnight, I think it is, Stephen King. I don't know what that is. You're the reader here. We, I mean, we know that Stephen King adaptations, like, they're not killing it. <laughs> they're not, they're not killing it. I think this is one of the better ones, though. Is it? I, I feel like it is. No, Even though- no, it's not. I, I, that was a rhetorical question. That wasn't me asking <laughs> you, like, is it? Go ahead and defend yourself. That like, was me saying no. Me. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> the answer to that question is No. Is one of the worst. But, you know, it changes a lot of the novella. Because it's 15 minutes. What are you going to... You have to yeah. just pu- push a bunch of bullshit with this guy, David Kiop or Coep, whatever. First of all, <laughs> Is it I a Kep? Hate... Is it Kep? Probably. I hate how he looks. Yeah, David Kep is the director, and he has personally hurt Caleb <laughs> in, like, a real way. People are going to fucking mention and be like, he worked on Jurassic Park... He had ties with Spider-Man, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I'll give you that. That's a good movie. I don't fucking You're care. Like, well, he shit. made <laughs> he made the worst thing in the fucking world. Well, and the problem with this, and we'll get into it, I'm sure, is that he's, this is one, I feel like he took the opportunity with this movie to like show off all his cool film, like film class tricks that That's he learned what he did. in film school. Like he was like, look at this neat shot I can shoot for no reason. But you know what, like, I don't know, he he wrote Spider-Man, the original uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man in 2002, two years That's before impressive. this. Yeah, but it's like, you know what, wouldn't you think that, like, you know, maybe he'd look at something Sam Raimi does and go like, hey, that's a good director. Maybe I'll use some of that. But no, he was like, I'm going to do my own thing, and it's going to be great, <laughs> and Caleb is going to hate it. <laughs> you know, the thing is, I think this guy might be a kind of decent writer in, like, some things. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the things he's directed, you don't care. Yeah, it's true. You know what he directed? What did he direct? He directed that fucking movie with Kevin Bacon and Amanda Seyfried that I dropped for you. Oh, the new one. You should have left? Oh, shit, really? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. So I already know that I don't want to watch that now. I already knew I didn't want to watch it. But But this was 2004. So maybe he's grown. He's grown. I don't know, man. By two, by 2020. You're going to have to vet that for me? I'll vet it for you because I love Kevin Bacon. So I will absolutely vet that for you just to watch Kevin Bacon. Anyone who wants to listen to my other show, Horror Soup, you'll see immediately that um, I don't like Kevin Bacon. There's, a, there's like five different <laughs> episodes where I express my hatred for Kevin Bacon and his wrinkly fucking body. So the fighting continues because I love <laughs> Kevin Bacon. And you know what? I have this ongoing argument that no one thinks Kevin Bacon is attractive, and I know you fall in that category of the three people that do. You know what it is? He's it, it was from like Apollo thirteen. He looks like a fucking raisin. Yeah, I could see that. It's from <laughs> Apollo, it's from the Apollo thirteen days when like him and Tom Hanks and like who else was in that? Bill Paxton. And at the time watching it, I was like what, like ten? 
And at the time, I was like, I yeah, okay, why are they in this, like, whatever, they're just astronauts. But now, as, like, a 30-something-year-old, I, look I looked at Apollo 13 recently, and I was like, what babes in this movie? Oh, look at this beautiful, raisin-bodied man with a pig face. Oh. I'm saying. Kevin Bacon, footloose. That's all I'm saying. Loose. Get on it. Footloose. <laughs> oh, jeez. Louise. And then no one knows the rest of that song. So maybe we should talk about this $40 million movie that barely, barely made any, it made $92 million, which I know you might hear that and be like, oh, it made $92 million. This is a $40 fucking million dollar movie. Yeah. I know. You know and oh, do you want to talk about the Columbia Pictures thing? Oh, yes. Do you want to talk about that? Because I'm positive that when this came out, and they saw how much this made. They were like, hey, so uh, Keop or Kep, whatever your name is. I don't even know your name because you're an idiot. Um, <laughs> you made a movie with Stephen King's mm -hmm. name on it. Johnny Depp was the lead actor. And you barely made double of the $40 million budget. <laughs> you like barely got back what you spent. <laughs> yeah, you went a little over. And who knows if advertising is a part of that budget. I really hope oh, it yeah. is. I fucking hope it is. It has to be. It, it truly has to be. So, Elena, this, this is your pick. You're going to be narrating this, and I am going to stop you a good amount of times because I actually I have my own notes, but I think I'm going to ignore those more than anything for my notes specifically on what David Keop says about this movie. I'm gonna, you're going to be talking about scenes, and I'm going to be breaking down what David, what he thinks is happening in the movie. I kind of love that. I'm down for that. You're just going to break in and yell about David Keop, Cap, Coop, Kebab, who knows. Yeah. Well... Rotten Tomatoes kind of agrees with you because it has a 46%. It has a 6.6 .6 on IMDb, which I think is too high for IMDb. I think it should have like a 3. I'm impressed by that, actually. It's weird. I don't know. They're on some weird shit sometimes. I was, To be honest, I was actually surprised at the 46% because I thought it might be lower because I know a lot of people did not like this movie. But like 46, that's, you know, we'll take it. Look, here's the weirdest thing. I'm telling you guys, just watch the making of the director's thing on YouTube. It's like an hour-ish long. You're going to hate it, but, like, Johnny Depp is in it for, like, five <laughs> minutes. Um, everyone, like, fucking, I think I think Hutton was in it for, like, two minutes. Yep. Like, they're not in there, really. It's just this director just talking about what he thinks the movie is for an hour. And I'm, I have this really strong theory in my eyes that he was just watching the movie on mute in front of him and he was just going scene by scene because he couldn't even remember the movie because nothing happened in it. It kind of makes sense. I'm going to be honest. As much as nothing ha as much as like nothing happens, I still love this movie. I don't know what I can't hate it. I can't hate it. I can't do it. I want to hate it for you, but I can't. <laughs> well, I can't agree, but you know what? We're riffing a lot. I can go on forever just about how I hate this movie, but I guess let's get into the actual movie now. All right, we'll get into this. So I think the, maybe one of the reasons why I love this movie is because it's, I mean, it's what Stephen King does. It's he writes movies about writing, like about writers writing and the process of writing. So I think seeing it and seeing Johnny Depp as Morton Ramey, this like super weird, eccentric, super ticky, like super successful writer. Okay, I'm going to cut you off immediately. <laughs> what is it? Is it Morton Ramey? It's two things. It's two things that you just said. Johnny Depp does not know how to be a human. Like he is no. not. A, he's not a person. He's not acting like a writer or anything like an eccentric writer. He is acting like Johnny Depp. <laughs> he's acting like a fucking pirate. Yeah, he was still in Jack Sparrow mode. 
he didn't know how to get out of that mode, and he's just Jack Sparrow the whole fucking time, but human version. And then the fucking, what did you say about the direction or something a second ago? Oh, because Stephen King writes about, like, writing. Yeah, so Stephen King writes about writing. David Keough literally was like, hey, so, uh, you know, looking at a movie about a guy just writing, that's boring, but I think we found a way to make it fun and exciting. And no, he didn't. Okay, go on. <laughs> that's what I He made say. it a cinematic adventure, is what he made it. So, <laughs> speaking of Pirates of the Caribbean, they released this movie a little early just to, like, ride off that Pirates of the Caribbean vibe. Because yeah. they knew Johnny Depp, everybody was all about him at the time. They wanted a bank on that. Doesn't sound like it worked really well. Did not well. work. <laughs> but, you know, A for effort, guys. You tried. And it's another, like, isolation, another isolation setting that Stephen King loves. Like, you know, The Shining, Misery. Pet Cemetery. Yeah, exactly. So the first scene, and this kind of goes with what we were talking about earlier. The first scene is Johnny Depp as, like we said, Morton Rainey. And he's in a car, it's like snowing wildly, and he's telling himself, like, turn the car around, he's clearly upset. And you're like, what the fuck's going on? Prominently displaying a wedding ring, so you know shit's about to go down with a marriage. It's just like, boom, right in the camera. Which I will give you that directional-wise, that's just like, hey, look, he's married, something's gonna happen with his marriage immediately. Uh, David Keop says something specifically about that. Does he? In the making of. Yeah, he, he breaks down that scene, and this is this is the breakdown of it. <laughs> I didn't even see that, and I knew it. I'm going to do it in his voice. Please do. So, I wanted it to be snowing and windy <laughs> and cold. I wanted it to snap on the screen. Snap. No, cut in. No pan. I wanted you to think, oh, who's he? He seems upset. What is he doing? Why is he in that car? Where is he going? Oh, why is he stopped now? I wanted it to say, this is our guy. This is him. Pay attention. I wanted the movie to snap onto the screen. I wanted to cut on, not, not fade up, uh, just a guy's face and have him looking right into the camera and just wonder, oh, who's he? He seems upset. What is he doing? Why is he sitting in that car? Now he's going backwards. Why is he doing that? Where is he going? Now he's stopped again. What's with this guy? You know, I wanted to really draw you in with a lot of questions. And me on my side is, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Those are just, I'm not thinking, oh, who is this guy? What? Oh, oh, what? What? Are you kidding? He's in a car. He's looking at me. What's, those thoughts aren't going through my head. What went through my head in that beginning scene is, I already fucking know that. He's the first person on screen, and he's Johnny Depp. <laughs> it's like, he's not, like, we're not doing, like, a scream Drew Barrymore and then, like, kill her off right away kind of thing. No. No, you didn't look at it and go, this is our guy? That's what I did. I was like, ooh, this is our guy. That's immediately what I thought. I don't know about you. Well, you know, our guy, who we've established, is both of our guys. <laughs> Johnny Depp, Morton Rainey, the man himself. He's in the car, like, you know, David Kebab said, is all the, the snow's going everywhere. <laughs> Morton Rainey. Rainey. Whatever. Do you know what that's based off of? Morton Salt, right? Because there is a girl with an umbrella on the fucking Morton, Morton Salt. Morton and he also purchases Morton Salt later, just to be like, boop, boop, bop. <laughs> At the store. It's one of, like, four things he purchases. He does. It's true. Well, he ends up, he's in the car. He's telling himself to, like, turn around. He's clearly upset. You know, shit's about to go down. And he squeals the car around. He's about to leave. He doesn't leave. He gets out of the car, goes in this, like, creepy motel. And he just 
nobody's in at the desk. So he just grabs the keys off the wall, which I was like, first of all, how do you know which keys you're supposed to get? But I guess maybe he like creeped and found it out. We've all done that. That was one thing that the director did right. He was like, maybe I don't need to show him getting these keys in real time. But then he screws yeah. it up every other time in the movie. So, you know, it's fine. So we'll, we'll take that. We'll take it. Well, he storms in, he grabs it, gets back in the car, and he drives up to this room in the corner of the motel. He, like, shines his headlights on the door. We watch from inside the car as he goes in the hotel room. And he barges in. And boom, there's his, what we know now is his wife. Amy, played by Maria Bello, also in Coyote Ugly, just saying. Uh, and she's in bed with a dude who is Timothy Hutton. We later find out his name is Ted. Of course his name is Ted. Dumb name. Everybody, yeah, you have to have a Ted. Well, and they have clearly fooked. And <laughs> this is clearly Morton Rainey's wife, so that's no good. And But one thing I did love was that they just have him scream in their faces. Like, he just leans over and screams in their faces. You want some on that? I do, because I loved that, because I was like, that's real. Like, I would have done that. <laughs> I would have just screamed in their faces. You just ruined my whole point, but I'm still going to tell you what it was, oh, no. because I was going to argue against that. Ooh. Ooh. I was already on the on the other side of that. So This is amazing. Kebab is like, hey, so I have this big thing about Johnny Depp's screaming scene. He's like, yeah, it has to do with uh, Mario Bello and Timothy Hutton, uh, or M Maria, what was her name? Maria Bello? Mar uh, Maria Bello. Yeah, Maria Bello, Mario Bello, we'll fucking <laughs> Mario Bello. Um, he's like, hey, you know, it's them in a dark room for 20 minutes waiting for Johnny to come inside and do this stupid fucking scream. And he's like, but you know what? That wasn't me. That was Johnny's idea. He wanted to come in and he it. said, he said, quote unquote, I wanted to use my voice as a weapon. Oh, no. That's not what I want. That's oh. not what I wanted. I didn't want that. Uh, we, we do put a little bit extra with his scream to... to because th that was Johnny's idea. He wanted to... He understood I didn't want to hear any dialogue. And he said, I feel like I want to just go up to the bed and scream at them, sort of like using voice as weapon. And it seemed like a great idea, so he did it. No, I didn't... That's Once I hear that, I hate it. Because I was just thinking it as, like, I would just be so, like, like, I can understand being so insane that you're just like, I'm so angry right now. All I can do is just scream, like, animalistically at you. He was like, fighting them with his ah. No, hate that. Hate that a lot. And they edited his scream, too. Did you notice that? They, like, put, like, reverb and shit on it. So it's like, ah! It's like, <laughs> so ah! It's like crazy. Yep. And then we find out later that he actually didn't use his voice as a weapon. He held a gun at them. So, so that's Wait, he work. did? Yeah, later in the movie. Is that like the reveal later? Yeah, and we'll see okay. like later it's going to all reveal. You see that he actually was pointing a gun at them, so. Okay. So he did not use his voice as a weapon, Johnny. Hmm. Um, I do like the score of this movie, though. I always love mm. in a horror movie or like a thriller when there's that like womp sound <laughs> that comes. I always like, like a you good like. like womp? Yeah, I like the womp sound, like that really like chaotic, like cacophony of sounds just coming at you yeah just johnny depp screaming that. over and over again that should have been the score <laughs> exactly it really should have well so then we just end there you're just like whoop and then it's this nice shot of like you know the the opening titles the secret window titles and we go to a cabin on a lake and we pan into a secret window crazy did did i mention the tagline no you didn't the tagline is 
some windows should never be opened. <laughs> That's just a statement. Sure is. It's not sure a tagline. <laughs> like, you know what? Some windows are secret. No, that's that's ridiculous. We should call it Secret Window. <laughs> I think that that was like their original title, and they were like, "We can't name it that." <laughs> yeah, they were like, "That's that's too long." So let's just let's use it as the tagline and really draw people in. <laughs> Made me want to see it. I was like, "Really?" Did you watch this in theaters? I feel like you watched this in theaters. I did see this in theaters. You did? I did. That's unfortunate. It really is. That would have been a movie that I asked for my money back on. I would have left. I I walked out of it and I was like, "What a masterpiece." I'm into it. What you t- I would have left 15 minutes in. I would have been like, hey, this was the ending. Whoever I'm with, you can stay and watch it. Tell me if I'm right. And they would have walked out. They would have been like, yeah, you're right. I loved it. But you know what? I asked I asked John, my husband, I was like, do you remember watching this movie with me? He did not remember one second of this movie. So it Why made quite you? an impact on him, <laughs> as you can tell. He was like, no, I did not see this movie. <laughs> I was like, you did. But Good. Thank cool. God. Super glad it, it, you know, marked itself in your soul. Uh, so, so we scan right through the secret window, which will become important later. Like a little secret window in this cabin on the lake. And we're going in. We got like the dog sleeping in the corner. There's a desk with a laptop open. And it's the beginning of a novel. So he's writing a novel in a cabin on a lake like we all do. And the novel says, on the screen, you can see the beginning of it, and it says, four days after George had confirmed to his own satisfaction that his wife was cheating on him, he confronted her. I have to talk to you, Abby, he said. I... dot dot dot. And then nothing else. So, as you can tell, he's definitely super creative, and he's not drawing from his own experience at all. Um, And then we pan down to Mort Rainey on the couch, asleep, downstairs, wearing the most tattered fucking bathrobe you've ever seen in existence. He looks a fucking hot mess, and it says it's six months later. So immediately you're like, boom, six months later. Couldn't have figured out that some time had passed. <laughs> some amount of time has passed. And this shot is interesting, because this shot um, we see after the camera goes through a mirror. Like, you go through the mirror and you see him in the mirror sleeping, and then you pass through the mirror and suddenly you're like in the shot. And apparently the director, Kebab there, said that this was supposed to symbolize going into Mort's mind and now being super reliable on, like you have to rely on him now as the narrator. And that's why you see the person that you see next. Look, Elena. Because we're in his mind now. <laughs> I'm so glad that you mentioned that. Yeah. I am. I'm really <laughs> glad because, because... All right, so because it's genius, <laughs> Kebab really takes the role of Richard Kelly after Donnie Darko. But the only difference is that Donnie Darko is a good, entertaining movie. I love Donnie Darko. I will say that Richard Kelly is kind of ridiculous. And my friend did point this out to me. He was like, "Hey, this guy's just explaining all of this stuff after the fact to make his movie make sense." And I was like, "You know what? You're kind of right, I but it's still a good that. movie. And even if it doesn't make sense, it's still a good movie." This, however, is not. And this guy is doing the Richard <laughs> Kelly, and he's trying to explain everything after the fact. And there's no fucking way that when he did this mirror shot, he was thinking, oh, yeah. Now you're in Mart's mind. But I kind of love it after the fact. I don't. <laughs> because then later, and we'll see it later, you go through the mirror again, and okay. suddenly you're in reality, and that's why okay. you can't see the things that you see before. Yeah, I just love things that I would watch in a movie theater that would have no relevance to me. By the time I left the movie theater. I love that stuff, you know? Well, I really... He... 
well, that's the other thing. It's like, yeah, totally cool. Like, not one person in the history of the world would ever look at that and be like, you know what I bet that is? That's exactly that. So Thank in you. that <laughs> vein, that's very ineffective <laughs> in that vein. If you have to explain it later in a making of to get people to understand it, then it's really not a good way to do it. So no, it's not. I'll I'll concede on that one. Okay. So do you want to let's get let's get into John Shooter. Yes. So now we get John Shooter, and this he's played by John Tutoro, and he I think he's great in this movie. I will say that John Tutoro is pretty fucking awesome. He yeah. is. He's he's a great fucking actor. I think he's. I think this is the worst role in the world, and I'm so upset <laughs> that he had to be on this. I think he just saw Johnny Depp's name, and he was like, "Oh yeah, sure, cool." He was he's like, a big "Let's dude. do this." Like, yeah, let's do that. And I think he got fucked over dude that hat that they put on him and they say they spent like so much time picking the hat they were like it has to look good like kind of unreal but not too unreal and it's like dude that looked unreal the whole time the first fucking time i saw this guy i'm gonna spoil the movie right now nothing that happens in this movie is real i don't fucking care (laughs) about any of this and immediately when i see him when i see fucking shooter i go this guy's not real. No one is around when this guy's here. No one's seeing him except for Johnny Depp. It is in his head. I predicted this movie 10 minutes in. Just because of the hat? I'm not kidding. Elena, I'm not lying hat. to you. This is not a bit. This is not me saying like, oh, this hat is it. so ridiculous. I was just like, oh, there you go. No, legitimately, I saw that hat and I said, this is not a real guy. There's no way that this is real. <laughs> no one this saw is... that man walk down the street in that hat. You're telling me this guy's just driving around and shit and no one knows where he is. And, no... and everyone's saying like, this guy doesn't exist. So yeah, he doesn't fucking exist. I never second-guessed it. The hat is a huge part of things, too. They, like, it really is. focus on that hat. It's not like they put that hat there and were like, yeah, that's fine. You can forget about that hat. No, they were like, no. bitch, don't forget about this hat. And if at, at one point, he's like, I want my hat. Like, he says it again. Like, he it's loses a story his arc. hat and it's like, bring me back my hat. Well, when he shows up initially, he wakes Mort up from his slumber on the couch. And he's like, you stole my story. Like, that's, like, one of the first things he says. And Mort's like, um, excuse me, what? Like, I don't know who you are, what? And he insists that he, he had written a story and that Mort Rainey stole it. They go back and forth. And he tries to hand him this, like, thick-ass manuscript. And he's like, here you go, read my manuscript. And he's like, no, no, I'm not touching that shit. Yeah, he just throws it away. Yeah, and the guy's like, we're gonna settle this shit. And he's like, yeah, no, okay, it's settled, bye. And he just shuts the door. And then you you hear some shit happening on the porch, and what he did was his name's John Shooter, and he left the manuscript under this rock on the porch. And the fucking maid gets it. And he is so mean to his housekeeper. He is so <laughs> shitty to this maid. He's literally just like, oh yeah, fuck you, why are you doing this and that and blah blah blah. Yeah. Get, get out of my face. Because he tosses the manuscript in the trash, and then just goes and like has a nap again. Well, she's also really weird because... She's a little strange. She's digging in the trash and she's like, oh yeah, I saw this thing that you wrote that's in the trash. Like, okay, if it was his and he threw it away, he probably doesn't fucking want it. He probably threw it away for a reason. You don't just accidentally throw away an entire script. Well, that's the thing because he goes goes and has a nap. He like tries to write again. He like plays with a slinky. Um, His hair is like super upsetting. And then he walks downstairs and the manuscript is on the table. Did you just and move past that slinky thing casually? Just the slinky. Just, you know, he plays with a slinky. He was just sitting in front. Of, you, that's what you do when you have writer's block. You sit in front of your laptop and you use slinky. <laughs> you just use the slinky. That's all you do. That's what I do. Whenever I write, I pull out my slinky and just slink back and forth. <laughs> just do it. And it gets creative juices flowing. Is that why you like this movie? Just because of the slinky? I, that's it. 
God damn I it. I felt very connected to it. I was like, we are one. He understands me. <laughs> well, he goes downstairs after slinking a little bit, and the manuscript is on the table, and like we said, he had thrown it away, so his housekeeper's like, oh, hey, I found that in the trash. I thought it was one of yours. And again, I agree. Oh, and he's so pissed. He's like, my name is not John Shooter. Do you think my fucking name is yes. John Shooter? Do I look like a shooter? And by the way, she's like a sweet elderly woman. <laughs> like, I was like, you need to calm down. And then she's like, oh, I thought you were using one of those, like, you know, pseudonyms or pen names. Yeah. And he's like, no, I never have. I've never done that. And he, she's like, okay, like, chill. And he mimes shooting her in the head when she turns around. <laughs> he does. Yeah, he does. And I was like, whoa, Mort. Like, calm down. And there's also, that's like a theme through this movie. He mimes killing people a lot. Look, when you're Johnny Depp, everyone around you is a fucking cunt, and you just have to mimic shooting all of them. Apparently. he, he That was serious. I was like, she did not warrant that kind of reaction. Like, she was just trying to help you out, bro. Like, more chill. And he does it later, too. And then he starts, like, reading it, because of course. And he's looking at it, and he's like, huh, this sounds, like, really familiar. And it's like, yeah, you plagiarized, motherfucker. I know yeah. it. And he goes and gets the book out of his shelf because he has all his books on his shelf, of course. I mean, I would too if I was published, but whatever. I was just going to be a dick about it. But he, he gets the book out. Also, the author photo like of him in that book mm. is the most ridiculous author photo I've ever seen. He looks ridiculous. I don't even remember it. I'm not it's gonna lie. so fake. Like looking at it, I was like, that's so fake. I don't even know if that's Johnny Depp. Like it could be <laughs> someone else. I'm not even sure. But it's like a collection of short stories a la Stephen King. You know, it's really not hard to be a Johnny Depp double. I could be a Johnny Depp double if I tried a little bit. <laughs> especially, you really could, especially in this movie too, if you could like make your hair crazy like that. Yeah, oh, because he refused to cut his fucking hair for this movie. He did, yeah. I kind of love that though, because his hair gets really aggressive at one point. Like it's, yeah, it assaults you at one yeah. point, and I kind of love that. But he finds the he finds the uh, story is called Secret Window, you know, bada boop, and it's story. I think it was story number eight. He goes through it. He's comparing it line by line, and it's exactly the same. <laughs> like it's there's maybe like one or two words that are different. It's just the ending that's different because that's the only thing. Yeah. Shooter's pissed off because he fucked up the ending. He's like, this exactly. is my story. This my story. My, this is my ending, and you <laughs> fucked up my ending, and now I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna shoot you. You have three days to find the magazine. I'll give you three days. You call your ex and get her to send you the magazine with your story in it, if there is such a magazine. <laughs> I love his accent so much. Well, in this story, weirdly enough, is about a woman loving her garden more than she loved this man in the story, and he's planning to kill her and bury her in her secret garden. So he's comparing the stories, and as he's doing that, there's like this flashback. <laughs> there's like this flashback, and it's him in that cabin, and it's his wife, now ex-wife, Amy, and she's up there with him, and she like moves, and she's wearing the robe. The robe that he's wearing, it was her robe. Now you're like, oh, there's that. Wearing it all the and time. And he wears it all the fucking time in this movie. I hate that robe so much. Like, I understand because we all have a robe like that. But, like, stop. Just stop. Don't wear it all the time. And it's ripped. I sold my robe. You sold your robe? I sold it. <laughs> I sold it. You it's didn't gone. just give it away. You sold it. I sold it. Got, like, 13 bucks. Sold that shit. <laughs> he should have. He could have given this robe away. He should have sold his status as an actor after this movie. 
Wow. Shots I'm fired. It. I'm fucking Shots it. fired. Johnny Depp, you're not invited on the show, no matter oh, what man. Elena says. Oh, no. <laughs> I need to say. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> well, either way, he's in this fucking robe. But she, it's her, it's her robe, and we're seeing it in the flashback, and she's moving shit, and then she's like, oh, look, and she goes, a secret window over a secret garden, because she's looking out that little secret window that we came in through. Whatever. And so already, you're like, you're going to die and end up in that garden, honey. Yeah, <laughs> like already, Already, I was like, well, that's going to happen, so spoiler alert. But, so he sees that the stories are the same, and he's like, oh, shit. So... At this point, he started. This is when we start seeing him like take out cigarettes and like smoke them. But then he tells everybody he doesn't smoke. Another huge tell because the first time you see John Shooter smoking, he pulls yep. out the same, thing, not the same. No, 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 Elena, not the same cigarette. It's the same pack. Oh, you're right. It is the same exact brand of cigarettes. Not only that, it has the top ripped off, and there's one cigarette in it. It is the same exact pack of cigarettes. Oh, you are correct. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's another big tell. I was like, dude, it's his box of cigarettes. It's the one that we've, because we've already seen his like three times, and you see John Shooter pull it out. He's like, hey, you want a cigarette? And then... (laughs) You want a cigarette? Yeah, and it's fucking his. It is, you're right. I didn't even think of that. You you texted me. You fucking texted me, too, when I first started it, because 20 minutes in, I was like, I hate this. This is stupid. And you were like, oh, no, there's a real big twist in there. there I, I really believed that. <laughs> you did? In my heart of hearts, I believed that. <laughs> I was still that, believe did you, it. Did, never mind. I was just going to ask you if you told me that before you rewatched the movie, but apparently you still believe it. So never mind. I did. I believe it now. Cool. That was after I had rewatched it. I was cool. like, just wait for that twist, man. It's going to blow your socks off. Very cool. <laughs> You're like, cool, cool, cool. All right. <laughs> well, and this is when he like he like smokes a cigarette, and then his his housekeeper comes up, the sweet old lady that he just mimed shooting her fucking brains out yes. in the kitchen. Yes, and sir. she comes up, and she just is, she's like, all right, I'm going to leave. But she tells him, she does this whole spiel where she's like, Some women, they don't know what good thing when they got it. Some women don't know they got the whole world, and it's right in front of their nose. And then she goes, that's it, not another word. And she goes to walk downstairs, and again, he's like, fuck you, I hate you. Like, he's so mean to her. And I was like, she's just telling you that, like, she's sorry your wife cheated on you, and she thinks you're wonderful. Like, why are you being so mean, Mort? Like I said, we're just living in Johnny Depp's world. We are, because it doesn't make any sense. And she's, and then, (laughs) I loved it, though, because she's like... You're a good man, Mr. Rainey. And when and then he replies, you too, Mrs. Garvey. <laughs> and I loved that. I was like, okay, I love that. But so, again, he takes one of about a zillion naps again. He's always napping on that couch. He's mumbling and just being a dick. And he's freaking out about the stories. Like, I didn't steal it. I know I didn't steal it. He's freaking out. Falls asleep. Of course, has a dream about John Shooter. Because now he's going to be paranoid as fuck. This is... I'm going to spoil it. This is the dog, right? This? No, this isn't the dog yet. We're not there yet? God, how are we talking about this this much? I know. It's hard not to. There is a dog, though, so you know the dog's going to get it. Anytime yeah. there's a movie and that dog in these movies, you're like, oh, no. And Which I hate. It's the worst part. So a phone call wakes him up. Of course it's Amy, his ex-wife. She's just 
you know, pretending that she gives a shit. And she's like, I thought something was wrong with you. And he starts miming strangling her over the phone. Oh, yeah. Immediately. Like, calm down. But she does mention in this phone call that he was influenced at times by Jack Daniels. So you start to see that, like, okay, like, they had other problems in their marriage. It's just kind of, like, setting up the whole, like, sometimes he drinks too much. And so I think that's what's setting up later. Like, is he crazy? Is he drunk? (laughs) Is he this? It's like, we don't know. And she does mention the possibility that he once did plagiarize. Yeah, she does. Like she does say, like, you didn't do this, right? Like, you did it before, motherfucker. Well, because they have this whole thing. They're alluding to, like, oh, like, the cops are doing it. She's doing it. Everyone's doing it. Like, is this, like, last time? Is this something yeah. you can handle? Or is this more like, what the fuck is... La-? They never say what last time was. No. I have no idea what they're talking about. He just says at some point, like, you know, I took care of that and I never did it again. And, like, you didn't talk about it, right? And she's like, no. But they mention it so many times that I needed to know what it was. Because they mention it, what, seven times? What do you mean influenced, anyway? I don't know. Like, by another story? Look. Forget it. Mort. You swore the one time was the only time. Forget it, please. Please, just forget it. Come on. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to know more. I was like, what? What did he do? Like, what did he plagiarize? I need to know. <laughs> And of course, that's the one thing that fucking Kebab doesn't talk about. Of course it is. I, like, he goes into everything else. He goes into fucking mirrors, and he doesn't go into this. Johnny Depp scream, mirrors, <laughs> fucking There's also, the car shot. Sorry. Uh, the, 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 like, the fucking car shot. <laughs> and there's, there's another screaming moment at the end. That's amazing. But So then he's just walking around his property out of nowhere, and he comes across John Shooter just hanging out on his property. <laughs> just like oh hey and he just goes you read it (laughs) and he's like so they start talking about it and shooter is like i came all the way from mississippi and i'm gonna prove that you stole this my story and while they're talking a truck goes by (laughs) right how does he know his address and especially this cabin in the woods it's not even like his real home like what the fuck like no one questions that he left his house yeah he just, like, he left his actual house where you could probably find him, and this dude found him. But I didn't question it. I was like, yeah, he came from Mississippi, and he found him. I'll tell you right now, everyone else questioned it. I, I, I think everyone around me did, but I was like, I'm involved. I suspended reality for this in a big way. But while they're talking, a truck goes by, and, like, the person beeps and waves, and we find out later it's, like, this old dude, Tom that Mort knows he plays like a role yes. later that's why so he waves to him and then they start talking about it and Shooter says that he wrote his story seven years ago in 1997 and he calls him a big money scribbling asshole <laughs> and it was one of my favorite things ever someday I hope to be called a big money scribbling asshole <laughs> I don't I do I will fight you I strive I strive for it not you, not you, Elena, but if anyone calls me that, I will fight you. <laughs> I'm going to fight you. Just the figurative you out there. I will John Shooter you. I will find you. <laughs> from Mississippi. I'll come from Mississippi and find you in a big old hat. And Mort says he wrote his in 1994. So he's like, I beat you by years. And he says he published it in a magazine in June 1995. It was a mystery magazine. Kep says something about that, too. He's like, Ooh. oh, so... Johnny Depp's is like, oh, yeah, my book was in 94. And then he's like, you see uh, you see Shooter have, like, a weird face. And he's like, no, no. And he's like, he does that because if he actually did write his before his story, 
then he's not real. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's this is the guy we're dealing with. I'm really glad I didn't watch this making of, because it would probably ruin a lot of things for me. <laughs> I watched it twice. I'm not gonna lie. I turned it off the second time. I didn't finish it. I turned it the fuck off the second time. I was it's pissed. true, because Shooter, like, flips out. Like, he flips out and calls him a liar. No way. And he's like, you need to find the... And so, uh, Morton Rainey is like, you need to find this magazine. Like, go find it and you'll see. Well, and, and Shooter is like... How am I to do this? <laughs> you're, you're a liar, Mr. Rainey. Wow, that was perfect. You're a liar. Put the emphasis on that. Well, and he says... Am I, am I to visit <laughs> your wife, Amy? Do I need to pay her a visit, Mr. Rainey, or are you going to get me that there magazine? And then he creepily tells him that he read that on his book jacket. And he does this, like, weird-ass smile. He's like, read it on your book jacket. And I was like, gross. I would immediately vacate the premises. I'd be like, all right. He put his address on the jacket of his book? Well, that's, I'm like, what? Yeah, why? No one questions that either. <laughs> I'm like, you didn't know where he lived off the book jacket, you idiot. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and this is this is the time when he offers him a smoke and he pulls out the pack. So that's the time that you were thinking of. This is when he just gives him, like, the three days. He tells yeah. him, like, you need to go home. You need to give me the magazine. Go home. Get that. So this is when he goes home. He falls asleep. You see the dog go out the doggy door. And immediately you're like, well, that dog's going to die. Well, because he doesn't care. He just sees him go out. He's like, ah, whatever. Chico. Chico. Don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged, you blind bastard. See if I care. And the dog's name is Chico. He's just like, yeah. <laughs> Chico. Ah, you blind bastard. <laughs> it's an actual blind dog. It's so mean because he's really blind. Yeah, he's actually blind. That's a for real blind dog that they had to like. This he was like, oh yeah, he had the he had the owner out there whistling for him. So that's why he kind of turns around and comes back. I'm like, you're talking to me about a fucking dog turning around and coming back and going <laughs> out the doggy only door thing. On, on your fucking making of. That's what you're talking about. You're talking about that. That is just a thing that he fucking did. Of course, a blind dog is gonna turn another way and then and go wherever the sound is coming from. <laughs> you're so fucking stupid, dude. I hate this guy. I really do. Well, and he. He, it makes me sad because so Chico leaves and it's getting dark and De and Morton Rainey just goes to sleep on the couch. He doesn't even care that his dog doesn't come in. Out at like the night in the forest. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's true. And like and he gets up, he goes outside because he doesn't see Chico when he wakes up. So he sees that the porch light is smashed and there's a note that says, "You have three days. I am not joking. No police." <laughs> it's like whoa. All right. So he goes over and there's a sheet on something, pulls the sheet back, and there's a dead Chico with a screwdriver through his neck. And he goes to the cops. Yeah, that's not cool. And this cop is like, <laughs> he's played by Charles S. Dutton. His name is fucking uh, Ken Karsh in the movie. Yes. And he's like, oh, sorry, threaten your life. And then Depp is like, well, he put a, he put a screw in my dog. And the guy's <laughs> like, huh, doesn't seem that important, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, meh. Yeah. He must be a cat person. <laughs> what? And he's like, yeah, go call someone else. No one seems concerned about this at all. No, no one cares. He's like, go call someone else. This isn't my job. Yeah, but like shit happens, I guess. That sucks. <laughs> he's like, call a vet. <laughs> call a vet. I don't know what to tell you. I can't fix that for you. He's dead. This is a Stephen King movie, I know, but we are not Pet Cemetery. You're in the wrong film. Yeah, wrong one. Wrong one. Chico is gone. I hate to tell you. Well, and so he agree Ken agrees that he'll be his security. 
and he's going to do, like, surveillance for him. And so he was like, I also want to be there when you show Shooter the proof. So Mort heads to Amy's house, which is his former house (laughs) that she now owns. And he pulls across the street, which is weird. Like, doesn't pull in the driveway and just, like, waits. And then she and Ted, the dude that she was fooking earlier, come walking out all dressed up. They, like, kiss. And Ted is, like, gesturing to the house like he's going to renovate something or something, which would go up my ass sideways. So I understand that. (laughs) Like, oh I yeah, well, because this guy is a fucking dick. It's like he's it's legitimately another person's house, and yeah, he's acting like it's his, and it's yeah. not. Like I know you're dating this girl, and she's living in it, but it's not your house. But it's like, dude, that's not your. And Ted and Amy are very unlikable characters. Like when they finally, they don't even like each other. No, and when it finally reaches the end and something happens, you're like, I don't even hate that. It's another movie where you just you don't care about the characters who died, so it's like you eh, don't whatever. root for them at all. You really don't. I cared about Charles Dutton dying. <laughs> yeah, I cared about that. I cared about that in a big way. Well, this is when he's sitting there and he watches them kiss and he says to himself, this is not my beautiful house. This is not my beautiful wife anymore. This is not my beautiful house. This is not my beautiful wife. David Elena. Byrne talking heads. So, biggest biggest issue i've said that a lot but i'm gonna yes number one biggest issue because at first i texted you and i was like you know what the only cool part of the movie was him saying this is not my beautiful house this is not my beautiful wife and then when i watched the making of and everything else it just pissed me off more and more and when i like thought about it again i was like i don't like that and i want and in the making of they show him (laughs) saying it like again and i listened to the way he said he's like this is not my beautiful house this is not my beautiful wife (laughs) You just took one of my favorite songs from one of my favorite bands from one of my favorite people of all time. Like David Byrne might have been a little weird with the whole like Tom Tom Club thing and all that. A little but bit. like he's a, he's a he's a creative guy that you know he does what he does. But you know beside that, I love David Byrne. I love his music. And yeah. this made me so fucking angry. And you love this film, so it's good that they were that they came together. <laughs> it's good that it all came together for you. I want to hurt myself. Just for having watched that. Wow. I'm I'm I feel powerful that I did this. <laughs> I really do. I I feel power like coursing through my veins right now that I've done this to you. You were saying this might not be the first episode, and I think it has to be. I feel like it must. It must be. We're we're setting the tone. We're setting the tone right. Your your partner on Morbid because you are I guess we haven't said that uh, oh, you yeah. are on also on Morbid <laughs> podcast with a uh, very good friend Ash. I love Ash with Ash. Ash has requested movies on Horror Suit before, and I've done it. You guys did the craft together. I was fine with that. That's fine. And Ash on her own was like, you have to do Ma. And I was like the worst piece of shit I've ever seen in my life. Like very much up there with this. I'd rather watch Ma than this. really into that one. Very much rather watch Ma than this, though. I'm going to say you did. You fucked me over way way worse. I'm so happy. Way more. That's that's like a badge of honor a little bit. (laughs) I feel pretty good about it. Back to this shit movie. Do so thing. back to this shit movie. After he ruins the talking heads for you, <laughs> after he does that, he ends up going home without getting the magazine. So he drove all the way there to do nothing but recite a talking head song and then leave, apparently. And he goes back and Ken is there. Ken says he's checked the place, but he makes him check it again. And he's like, all right, 
he was like, I'm pretty sure that he was like, you know, you're going crazy, but I'm going to stay overnight. Let me know if you need anything. Once he leaves, as soon as he leaves, he thinks he sees somebody in the house. And it's like, <laughs> immediately. And he starts like smashing things. He smashes a window, uh, like a mirror. He smashes this mirror with a three second hesitation. Yeah. Like a three second hesitation and on like a five second count. And then he automatically, he audibly says, huh. I killed a mirror. I killed a mirror. <laughs> and my shower door. And it was a rat. It was and a rat. It was he a saw. little mouse. And he takes the little mouse outside. And guess who's outside? John Shooter. As soon as Ken leaves, John Shooter's just there, always. And and, when, and John Shooter says something like, Sounds like you pitched a fit in there. <laughs> and then he's like, Yeah, you stole my shit. Like, he just goes through the same thing. Every time he sees John Shooter, John Shooter says the same shit just says it differently and more flowery i will say that it annoys the shit out of me oh it's funny my note right here is what the fuck is up with shooter's voice and dialogue (laughs) exactly there you go because i was getting annoyed i was like all right we get it he stole your shit we know he's gonna give it to you you want proof yada 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 yeah and he has some like like, sorry dev is helping to play this out dev is all like (laughs) (laughs) no no this is my story and then shooter goes you know it isn't pilgrim Yes. I want my ending changed back to the original. You know what you did. That's the end, Pilgrim. That's how the story ends, Pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> and later, you hear Ken use the word Pilgrim when he's talking to... So it further puts in that he's just taking shit from people that are around him to yeah. use as There's John no Shooter's personality. This. This cop would just be like, oh, hey, Pilgrim. The fuck? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Well, the ending that he wants is the is um, that the ending that he wants says, I know I can do it, Ted Downey said, helping himself to another ear of corn from the steaming bowl. I'm sure that in time, her death will be a mystery, even to me. Which is a good ending. So, I have he more. Says, you, oh, you, you do? You miss... Uh, you want to wake up from one of your stupid naps and find Amy nailed to yes! your garbage bin or turn on the radio some morning and here she came on on yes! second best in a match with the chainsaw you keep out in the shed? Do ya? <laughs> I think he says that later when they meet again, but yes. I have it like right here, so it was like either right here or right after this. It was like it's very such close an to escalation. This. Such an escalation. I was like, you need to chill. Well, like you said a second ago, it doesn't matter what it was really because he says similar stuff all the time. It's just like different witty Mississippi things. Exactly. Mississippi things. Like he says, he mentions Amy and he says, she's purdy. (laughs) It's like, stop (laughs) it immediately. Stop it immediately, sir. Stop. She's purdy. Like, that's not even a real thing. Go away. Well, Ah, I say that. And you're, you know what? You're right. It was right then that he says you want to make up, wake up from one of your stupid naps. So, so he ends up going back inside and he's freaking out. By this point, his hair has become aggressive, like very mm. aggressive. We have to watch him eating ASMR style. Yeah, Doritos, like old 2004 Doritos. The whole movie he's eating Doritos. I thought it was a Doritos advertisement. I thought I was watching like Mac and Me, like when you're yeah. seeing the fucking like McDonald's and Coke and Skittles you everywhere. You only I was see like, him eat Doritos. That's all you only Doritos. See. I'm pretty sure they sponsored this movie. I think they did. And they said the old bag and everything. It was kind of funny. But he had apparently unplugged his phone at some point. He plugs it back in. It rings immediately. And it's Amy again. Wait, he had a phone? He did. He had a phone. 
How old was the phone? It was. It was well, one it was of those like. So it actually looked like one of those like rotary phones. Wait, so this was set in two thousand four? Yeah. I thought this was supposed to be set like in an older time. No. Oh my god, that's even dumber. Like I didn't <laughs> oh my buy. God. I didn't buy that it was in an older time, but it's even dumber that they weren't trying to. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Wow, cool. that just blew your mind. I love that. Cool. Well. Amy is on the phone and she's screaming that somebody burned down their house. So he's like, oh shit. So he arrives and it is burnt down. She was correct. Um, and they flash, they do a quick flashback to like them being cute or him being cute. Like them, them living in the house and him like running after her as she's going to work and him pretending that like he's just trying to, he's like, oh, you left me some money, miss. I, I'm, I'm free. I don't know if they told you, but I'm free. Oh, that was the dumbest thing ever. And she's being a dick to him, and I think it's just, like, further proving, like, she's an asshole. But I'm like, why are you still making me hate her so much? No, Elena, you would be a dick to him if he was joking, if you just fucked him and he was like, oh, hey, here's some money, (laughs) ha, ha, ha. You'd be like, dude, get the fuck away from me. But it's your husband. That that was, like, early on, I think, though. They were married. married. Yeah, I think because she was just going out to work. He was just waking up and he had, like, shaving cream on his face. I think he was just doing, like, a bit. they in, like, a hotel, though? No. It was in their house. Because it was showing their home. Like, it was showing their, like, the nice memories in their home while they were standing amongst, like, the wreckage. But I was like, that's, like, a cute bit. Like, he's just trying to be funny. And she was, like, a real dick about it. And I was like, I just don't like you, Amy. Maybe I just love... 2004, Johnny Depp is, like, a great Johnny Depp. So I was, like, I was Mm -hmm. feeling a little Mm -hmm. upset. I was feeling protective of that Johnny Depp. (laughs) Well, before that is prime Johnny Depp. But this was, like, right before... He fell off the the wagon there. Like that's this is when he fell off the wagon. Yeah, this was like right then. So I was still I was still into it then, but then it breaks off. <laughs> but either way, I felt protective. Except and for Tusk. In this part, <laughs> in this part, Ted and Amy. Ted is being a dick. Ted like shows up and pretends this is his house, and I was like, "You need to step away, Ted." Like I was understanding it. And the fire chief says it's definitely arson. Like, for sure. Asks about enemies. None of them have one, but he's like, yeah, I have one. It's called Shooter. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> and the only reason I'm going to mention this next part is because it has to do with why he came up with Shooter. But, like, they go to look over their, like, shared property, and they kick Ted out of the insurance place. Like, you can't look at the shared property. And then they meet yeah. outside. They have a little argument. And he's like, where are we from, Teddy? And he's like, Tennessee. And then he's like, where? And he's like, a little place called Shooter's Bay. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. That's the one part I didn't know. I didn't have anything on that. That's it. Huh. He says a little place called Shooter's Bay. And you're like, oh, that's where that is. That's cool. So he goes back home to the to the cabin. And the phone is ringing. And it's Ken. He's saying he checked the place out and everything is fine. And, of course, he didn't get the magazine again, and now the house is burned down. So he's like, shit, I don't have the proof. But Ken's like, don't worry, I got the original. And I'm like, why didn't you just do that to begin with? <laughs> why is this? Why did we make this complicated? But okay. So he's like, all right, I got the original one. It's going to come to you tomorrow. And he's like, I also talked to Tom, who had driven by you and beeped at you because he saw you and Shooter. And Tom was real cagey about it. So he's like, let's meet tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. with Tom. We're going to talk about it. So they're like, cool. This is when he starts having, like, TMJ issues also, by the way. This is when he starts, like, really aggressively, like, cracking his jaw. And I was like, what's happening? And this happens a lot during the movie. And I found, like, a reason for it. But this is... When it first happened, I was like, are you okay, sir? But he wakes up late, so he misses the whole thing. And 
he ends up, I think, like, he found Shooter's hat outside his house that morning, which I never understood really the reason for that, but... He found it in his house, right? Was that this part or was that later? I think he found it, like, on his porch. Yeah, it was, like, on his porch. Like, he opened the door and it was right there. And then I think a little yeah. bit after, I don't, I might be jumping ahead, but Shooter does show up and he's like, bring your manuscript, bring your bruises, and brings your, bring your six-gun, Pilgrim. Pilgrim. <laughs> And yeah, yep. and then he's like, I want my hat back, by the way. <laughs> well, they end up, he ends up going to meet Tom and Ken, and they don't show up. So he's like, fuck. So he goes to the meeting place, and Shooter, that's when Shooter shows up. And he's like, or no, actually, first, I forgot, he sees Ted at a gas station in town. Oh, and that's yeah. when he has the confrontation with Ted. And what Ted is talking about is the divorce. He wants him to sign the divorce papers, and he's like, you need to get out of my life. But yeah. Mort thinks he's talking about he thinks that he sent Shooter as, like, a hitman, basically, to, like, yeah. intimidate him into signing these divorce papers. So they end up talking about two different things to each other, and Ted goes to punch him and punches the window. Dude, because Johnny Depp has fucking cat-like reflexes, right? apparently, and he just, like, moves over and he punches the window, and he's like, ha-ha. He goes, bummer, Ted. <laughs> that's <laughs> what it was, leaves. yep. Yep. So then that's when he goes and he um, he ends up answering the phone and Shooter's like, meet me at the same place. So he meets Shooter again and Shooter's like, uh, and he sees the car that Tom was driving before parked there. And he's like, well, shit, it's Tom. And he sees Tom. Well, Tom has a screwdriver through his head. <laughs> he's sitting in the front seat of the car with a screwdriver in his head and Ken so he jumps. He's like, yeah. oh. In the Ken, and Ken, the security dude, is in the back seat with a fucking hatchet in his neck. I don't even know why he was with him. Because <laughs> apparently, because he was supposed to be meeting Tom, because they were going to meet what's his name. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is when. So he sees these two things. He's like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then he locks eyes with a squirrel in a tree and passes out. Yeah, why did he pass out? He passed out just because, I think, from seeing dead bodies. I think he just, like, was like, holy shit. But he shit. saw the squirrel. He didn't pass out from the dead bodies. He passed out from he the squirrel. He passed out after locking eyes with a squirrel. <laughs> like, having a full-on moment with a squirrel. And he wakes up. Why aren't these the things that Kep explains? I need that explained. I truly need that explained. Why are you explaining other things and not that? Maybe I didn't finish it. I can't remember. I might have turned it off like the last 10 minutes. So maybe... I, I wish he explained. No, I think I finished it and I don't think he explains it. One thing he does explain is the dog killing though. Yeah. Of oh, course he yeah. has to explain that. He doesn't, def he doesn't explain it though. He just defends himself. He's like, oh, so uh, <laughs> I'm a dog killer from way back. <laughs> I killed a dog in Lost World. <laughs> The decision to kill the dog was not, I, I got a, I'm a dog killer from way back. I killed a dog in Lost World. Uh, got plenty of mail about that. Nobody cares about, you know, I mean, he also kills four people in the movie. You know, I, I don't know. That seems mildly objectionable to me. But um, it's, it's a way of sending a message, surely, to a character that you're serious. And it's a relatively easy way to uh, get the audience to hate your bad guy. Ew, he's the worst. Yeah, he's just like, I mean, like, I could get it if you're like, no, like, I had to, like, convey emotion. And he does say yeah. that. He's like, oh, I have to convey emotion, because what does it but more? he's like, I'm a dog killer. I, a dog killing. I have to kill a dog, because <laughs> I've always been a dog killer. So I was he's like, like when that's he said, my thing. <laughs> yeah, when he said it was, like, his thing, I was like. Like, not cute. Shut the fuck up. I'm not interested Not cute anymore. at all. It's not, it wasn't even good. No. Well, well, after he locks eyes with the squirrel, that will never know why. 
We'll never know why that happened. But he wakes up and Shooter is standing there and says he's been out for three hours, (laughs) which I was like, holy shit. And he goes to try to run away from him and he's like falling because his leg's asleep. And Shooter goes, your leg's sleeping. You lay on the damn thing. (laughs) And then he's like, hey, by the way, you shouldn't leave because that screwdriver is yours. So I tied you to these murders. So like, you maybe shouldn't run away. And then he's telling him, I have the magazine. He's like, it's coming tomorrow. And this is when Shooter's freaking out again. He's like, no, it can't be in there. This is my story. And he's like, all right, meet me in two hours at my cabin. And he's like, I'm going to fucking give you this thing and then you'll go away. I have the magazine. I have the magazine. I have it. That's exactly. I have that in my notes. Like, I have the magazine. And he also tells him, this is like one of my favorite lines because I was like, wow, what a writer you are, Shooter. (laughs) Because he goes... By the way, you talk to that sheriff of yours again, and if you don't show up at four o'clock, I'll burn your life and every person in it like a cane field in a high wind. <laughs> Wait, but also, what sheriff? He already killed the sheriff. No, he didn't kill the sheriff. He killed the security guard. That Wait. Because the sheriff Dutton? comes later. Ken? Dutton is the security guard. He's a security guard? Or like or like the, um, like a bodyguard. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I did not know that. I thought he was the fucking sheriff. No way. He's the bodyguard. So he tells himself. (laughs) The sheriff is like the old guy. He comes later. (laughs) That guy? Yeah, the old guy is the sheriff. You tell me he got it over Charles Dutton? There was the the sheriff is an old guy who's doing like needlepoint. Are you (laughs) fucking kidding me, dude? I remember him now. Okay, that pisses me off. Shooter tells him, I will leave you alone and I will turn myself in if you show me this proof. And he's like, and you know what? To be honest, I'll kill myself before trial because if I'm (laughs) I'm that crazy, that's what I'm going to do. And then he goes, listen, you got my hat. I want it. (laughs) You got my hat. I want want my hat. I want it. (laughs) So... He ends up, like, taking care of He, like, you know, rolls the car off a cliff. And then, you know, just a casual cliff. A casual cliff that comes out of nowhere. And he goes home. The phone is ringing again. And, of course, it's fucking Amy again. I'm annoyed at her, so I understand. And she's being annoying, and she's acting like she's worried about him and that she cares fucking at all about him. Do you think things would be different if we didn't lose the baby? If we didn't lose the baby. I was like, really? Are you really bringing up a miscarriage right now? He's clearly having a psychotic break. Like, why are you doing this to him? And he's like, are you kidding me right now? And then they start talking about their relationship. And she's Mm -hmm. like, and she says, I only cheated on you with Ted. Only Ted. (laughs) I'm like, oh, that's good. And she's like, and he wanted us to tell you. And then she goes, the look on your face. (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck? No, you know what else is fucking ridiculous? At one point, she's talking about Ted because it almost sounds like she's, like, done with him. And she's yes. like, I'm ready to go back to you. And she's like, oh, yeah. She, I love Because he says something about Ted. He's like, where's Ted? And she's like, he left. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, like, he, you guys broke up? And she's like, no, he just went to the store. Yeah, she's like, no, he's coming back. I'm, at, I'm going to his place. And you're like, that's oh. Not what you, that's not how you say that. Like, shit. No. And then after she acts like she cares about him and then drops the whole, like, remember your face when you walked in on us after we had fucked? And, like, she's like, here, hey, here's this emotion ball. And then she's like, you know what, it would be cool if you signed those divorce papers. (laughs) He's like, oh, that's what you were calling for, you dick. Yeah, he just hangs up. He's like, I'm done. He has severe TMJ again. (laughs) Like, immediately. And I looked it up. And temporomandibular disorders, or TMJ... 
are common with psychological disorders, and they what often come along Wait. with schizophrenia. Why is it called TMJ if it ends with a disorder? Well, because it's a TMJ, TMD is the te- temporomandibular disorder, but TMJ is okay. like a specific jaw disorder. And that's what he's supposed to have? Or like joint disorder. Yeah, and he's in, I don't know, but I was looking it up and it looked like that's what it was. <laughs> and if that's what it was, it is common with like schizophrenia or anxiety or depression. It will like come along with it. So it makes sense if he's like going in through like a schizophrenic break that he okay. would have TMJ. So I was like, okay. okay, that makes me feel better about this constant jaw cracking thing. But so she hangs up the phone and she says she's going to make him sign the papers. Ted wants yeah. to go with her, but he's like, no, she's like, no, stay here. So he, this is when he goes to get the uh, manuscript from the post office and the girl behind the desk like yeah. flirts with him. She comes back later. And so he ends up seeing the sheriff briefly too, the old sheriff, and he's real mm-hmm. suspicious of him. But Ted had decided to follow Amy to the cabin. Amy shows up, or no, excuse me, before Amy shows up, this is when he has his, like, total breakdown in the cabin. Yes. Punches the window or something like that, yeah. right? Because he, he opens the package, and the magazine is in there, but his story has been cut out of the magazine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the whole magazine aside from that. Yeah, this is when he makes him, like, totally break. So he ends up having a ton of TMJ. <laughs> He's looking in the mirror a lot. He puts on Shooter's hat and he starts talking to himself as Shooter, as him. It's like he's suddenly... Fighting himself. Yeah, he's using... He's saying like, you know, you remember Shooter's Bay, Pilgrim, you made this up. It's like these flashback things of like him in Shooter's like point of view. But you know what really fucking pissed me off? It just goes to him and you look at him and it's just him like slowly putting on the hat like Darth Vader putting on his helmet. Yes! I was like, what? You did yep. not just fucking do that. And he's just walking around the whole time like, hey, I'm Shooter now. Look at my big, ridiculous fucking hat. And you and you realize that he got that hat at like an estate sale when he was with Amy once. He just like put yes. it on in a mirror and was like, my name's John Shooter. Or like, I'm from Mississippi. Like, I'm a dairy farmer from Mississippi. And that's the whole explanation. That's it. Yeah, that's it. He just put that on. And so he's yelling. He's yelling at himself. And then they do that thing that they do in the craft where he looks in the mirror and he turns to the left and like his reflection turns with him like the opposite. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's not a reflection. Um, and then Shooter shows up and is standing on the stairs. And again, they're talking back and forth. You see the flashback of him creating Shooter. And then he's like, you need to fix the ending. Yeah. And this is when Amy pulls in. And Amy pulls in and all the pages are everywhere from the secret window story. The one that was cut out of the magazine, they're floating everywhere. (laughs) Just flying around ridiculously. (laughs) And also, they had you go through the mirror again, so now you're in reality. And that's why you don't see Shooter again. Not taking that. According to the director. Yeah, not taking that. (laughs) I'm not taking that. I won't believe it. But she walks in. She sees all the papers everywhere. The place is ransacked. She's like calling for him she sees the jack daniels on the table and she's like oh he's probably just drunk somewhere so let's go find him and then you start seeing that shooter the word shooter is carved into various places in this house i have that right here why did he carve it in the fucking wall the last thing it says uh shooters here and it's fucking johnny hiding behind the door it's a shoot her that's what it it says shoot her yeah it says shoot her you're kidding no (laughs) no it's a shoot her what? Like meaning shoot your wife. <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up. It and did she's, not. Yeah, because she's seeing all these and she's like, what is shooter? What the fuck? And then she sees him with the hat. The door is closing and next time it says shoot. And then as the door closes, it says her. 
Oh my god. And he's talking in the accent and he's telling her Mort's dead. <laughs> and then he has scissors. He chases her out the door with the scissors. She grabs her keys, tries to start her car. He breaks a window with a rock and drags her out of the car like yeah. while she's going. Without and removing she... the accent. I am so sorry, Mrs. But right is right and fair is fair and something has got to be done. Yeah, without... Re oh, he's full accent this whole time, which I appreciate. And she ends up kicking him in the nose, so he's like bleeding everywhere. She yeah. runs out to the back. She, he ends up pushing her into a rock. She slams her head. Somehow she's just, like, incapacitated on the ground after falling. I yeah. was like, I feel like you wouldn't be totally incapacitated, but okay. No, but she's done, and he just drags her back in the house. Just done. Well, and he grabs a shovel, and he's talking like Shooter, and he's saying, you know, it was Mort Rainey's idea, and he's like, I got a place for you, miss. I got a place for you. Oh, yeah, he doesn't you. take her into the house. She's still laying there, and she's like, you are Mort Rainey. Yes, she just keeps saying it over, you are Mort Rainey. By the way, I want you to know that none of this was my idea. It was Mr. Rainey all along. You are Mort Rainey. I got a place for you. You are Mort Rainey. I got it all picked out. <laughs> and then something. Ted pulls up and we see Ted come in and I was like oh get him <laughs> I was like get him shooter get him but Mort waits until at the back door until Ted comes through the porch and Amy's yelling for Ted which I was like stop yeah. yelling for him you're like bringing him to his death but okay and he runs out the back door, and Mort just takes the shovel and just brains him with the shovel as soon as he comes through. And I'm going to say, least satisfying shovel-to-head noise I've ever heard in my life. I easily. agree. I wanted it to be like a crack. Dunk. Dunk. He just <laughs> it really out. was. It was like, dunk. It was ridiculous. Like, and he ends up chopping him with the shovel. Like, chopping yep. him up, which I was like, all right, I get that. That's pretty cool. And he it goes wasn't. over to her, and he's reciting the end of the story. And then he chops her with the shovel. It's supposed to parallel his book. Exactly. But and this is, dumb. and then it just kind of skips forward a little bit. We see him walking into the general general store, and he looks like shit, and not like a hot oh. mess like he did before. I preferred before. His hair yeah. is like in a perfect page boy, like perfectly coiffed haircut. He's changed his glasses to these awful little glasses, and he has braces. And I was so stressed out about it all. Oh, it was him with braces? He had braces. Oh, I did write that. I, I thought I wrote it was the girl that had braces that showed up because he sees the girl again. No. But no, I did write it was him with braces. I wanted to push that out of my mind, I guess. I didn't even want to read that right. The The post office girl shows up and he's like, hey, girl. Like he starts flirting with her, which I was like, she looks way too young for you, sir. But okay. And he's not, she's not into it. She's freaked out. Everyone seems freaked out by her, him. He ends up buying Morton salt, <laughs> Hate it. butter, and napkins, and he leaves. And the sheriff shows up at his cabin, the old sheriff. Did he have Doritos on that, too? I think he, I don't know if he did, because when he came... I can't remember. Because when he comes into the... Sh the sheriff walks into the cabin, because it's, like, open, so he's like, sure, I can just walk in. And there's fucking... There's a kitchen full of corn, <laughs> just everywhere. <laughs> and he goes upstairs... And he's like, hey, and he sees him at his desk. He's eating an ear of corn. And he's like, I've just been writing because I've been so inspired by that murder. And the sheriff goes, listen, both you and I know what you did. Maybe we don't have enough to put you away right now, but eventually we'll find those bodies, tie you to them, and you're going away. 
Yep. And then he tells him, but in the meantime, get don't go into like the general store because you're freaking people out. <laughs> like everyone knows you did it. So now we know everybody knows he's a murderer. And he says Let let me finish this off, please. Yes. <laughs> I have a very big issue with oh, this no. whole ending. He talks about like he's talking to the sheriff, he's just like, No, yeah, yeah, no. My ending? Very good. Perfect. And the only thing that matters is the ending. The only thing that matters is the ending. That is what he says. Yep. And immediately, my brain was like, that is the fucking idiots involved with this. The writer or the director kept anyone involved in this yep. trying to say that the ending to this specific movie, not to the story in the movie, to this movie is perfect. Yep. Oh, yeah, that was a definitely. Because it was right before the ending of the movie that he says that all that matters is the ending. And then he says, in this one, it's very good. This one's perfect. And then he has TMJ. <laughs> yep, he has that jaw thing. and then it, He does the jaw thing. It fades out the window. It goes yep. from him over to the window, out into the garden. Yep. And then it's like... And it says, I know I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I know I can do it. And was it on the screen? I don't know if it was on the screen or if someone said it, but it was like, in the end, her death will be a mystery to everyone. Dot, dot, dot. Even me. Yep. And then... It pans this fucking cornfield, and then all of a sudden it just cuts back to Depp, like goes black for a second, Chomping goes back to him, in the and it's just... With his fucking braces and everything. His big old braces right up in the fucking screen, just biting this fucking, yep. just crunching this corn on the cob. I don't know why that happened. I have no idea why that in happened. The le- I don't either. I don't either. And you know what's even crazier? If you sat through the credits, which I'm sure you did not... If you sat through the credits, at the end of the credits, you will hear Johnny Depp singing in the shooter voice, Little Baby Love Shortening, Shortening. Mama's little baby love shortening, shortening. Mama's little baby love shortening bread. The thing is, Elena, I always stay after <laughs> Did you credits. stay? Yeah, well, the thing is, I'm the only person, like, when Ash uh, requested Ma a long time ago, I have this whole theory, and I know it's not even just a theory, I've confirmed it with every single person that I have asked so far, thus far. every per- I've, I've had fans email me and say, hey, you're right about that. And the thing is, at the end of Ma, like, three minutes after the credits, I was like, there's no way anyone would stay for the credits. Even, like, Brie, that did it with me, she was like yeah no i didn't see that i was like did you see the end credits she was like no and i was like it completely denounces the entire ending of the movie it makes it a completely different ending holy shit and no one has seen it i have asked every person i'm like hey do you know about the end scenes of ma because they talk about it i'm like do you know about the end credit i just asked them what the ending is too i'm like what's the ending and they're like oh this that and i'm like no that's not it (laughs) no that's not it (laughs) yeah so i stay after credits i do because there's always a lot of times there's something weird, and I also, I'm one of those weird people that goes through and I look at, like, who did the score and, like, you yeah, know, sound department <laughs> and, like, whatnot. Like, I'm a weirdo like that, so. So you heard him doing the, like, and he did it in, like, a growly voice. He's like, little baby love short. I mean, I didn't want to talk about it, but yeah, I heard it. <laughs> I'm forcing, I'm I'm bringing it out into the open. That this I happened. was hoping you didn't hear it, because I wasn't oh, going to mention it. it. I heard it, and I was like, I'm confused by this. <laughs> I don't understand. As, you, as anyone would be. But... The whole point is, the whole ending is that he clearly killed Amy and Ted and he buried him in his garden. And he's, I think, I don't know if the bite is supposed to be like, I'm eating the corn that grew from her decomposing body. Like, it's just supposed to like hammer that in. 
Oh my God, is that what it I is? I think that's what it is. I think because it shows you that her body is underneath that soil that is growing corn, and then he takes a big chomp into the corn. So I think it's like, look at, look at this brace-faced motherfucker eating that corn that came from a dead body. <laughs> so this is like a parallel to people growing a tree out of a dead body, except Johnny Depp is growing yeah. corn and eating it. And eating it a lot, apparently. Apparently that's all he's eating. He's just sitting eating corn. All right, there's four kills in this movie. I give this zero fucking stars. I will never watch this movie again. I will not recommend this to anyone. Like, legitimately, I, if anyone ever, if I was hanging out with someone and the, it's like toward the end of the night and, you know, you're hanging out, you're done hanging out, you're like, let's watch a movie. And they're like, hey, let's watch Secret Window. I will leave. I will go home. I will not I will not let you request another movie. I will not talk about it. I will not discuss it. I'm I'm gone. I will not even say anything to you. I will leave. I probably won't talk to you for a week. Meanwhile, I give this three out of four pilgrims. <laughs> three out of four pilgrims? I give it a three out of four pilgrims. Wait, we're going out of four? Who goes out of four? I don't goes know. goes out of four? Me. <laughs> so if, it's, if this was out of five, what would you give this? Four out of five. <laughs> That's a bad rating. I love I, it. See, when you I were gonna say it. you were gonna say three out of five, and I was like, "That's that's fine, I guess. Like, it's no. it's not fine, but it's fine." But no way, no way. I give this. Hmm. I, I don't know why I went out of four. I feel like four just felt right, but <laughs> five. Feels I've never better. heard that. Like, I, it's always ten or five, and Elena's like, "Out of four, three out of four, pale Three point seven five. I give. <laughs> I can't believe this. Uh, yeah, I give it a four out of five pilgrims. Well. I don't know when the last time, even on like my other show, my other show is a completely horror movie show, so, well, pretty much. I don't <laughs> think I've ever given anything like straight up zero. Yeah. But I give this a zero. I feel pretty good about being able to do that for you. It was paining me. You know when I first watched it? I think it, it took years off your life. <laughs> when I first watched it, I don't know what happened, but there was some scene that happened, and I was so angry that I literally just turned it off. Wow. I just turned it off. I, go, I went back to it like four hours later. Wow. I love that. <laughs> I feel really good about that. I'm not gonna lie. I feel great about that. I'm a little Jesus nervous Lord. of what's to come my way, but as like retaliation for that, but you know. I tried doing something. I tried to threaten Elena with doing like all twenty seven <laughs> Amityvilles and she was And I was like, like, Let's do it. She was like, Oh yeah, cool, that sounds good and I was like, What? I've tried to do this with like nine other people and they've all told me that they weren't gonna talk to me anymore. No, I was like, Let's do this <laughs> Yeah, so now I'm thinking I have to go really brutal with you. Oh god. I'm real scared. <laughs> We're going to bounce from two very different areas. <laughs> yeah, and that's and I think that's going to be the fun of the show, you know. Sometimes in one week it's going to be Elena's weird fluffy stuff and I guess Johnny Depp and she already like mentioned something with what was it? Lindsay Lohan. Oh yeah, I know who killed me. Yeah, that was That one will be a hate watch. A hate rewatch. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So at least you're not going to like it cuz yeah, I'm not going to like that. Yeah, that one will be fun to make fun of because okay. that's just, that's a true train wreck. But it's one that has to happen. <laughs> but yeah, it'll be stuff like that. I mean, the first movie that me, you, and Ash and Brie ever covered together was Jennifer's Body. Yeah. I love that flick. Yeah, that one I love, and I do love a lot of, well, some movies from that era. I'm going to say yeah. some. I'm going to say some. some. <laughs> we won't go as far as a lot. Yeah, I'm going to say some at best. But, you know, it's going to be very two different worlds every week, and I'm pretty excited So it's for something this. for everyone. <laughs> Maybe not on my weeks. <laughs> yeah. Something for a few people in your weeks. <laughs> oh, well, hopefully everybody enjoyed Secret Window. Go watch it. 
It's no, great. No, don't say that. Don't say that. But <laughs> it's great. Is that is that the end of the show, Elena? It's about the end, right? I'd say so. So I guess we should do a couple things. First of all, uh, since this is the first episode, and I guess I'll do it a few more times before I get bored. Thank you to the fans and the people that are listening to this. Uh, yeah. This new show. Thank you if you've taken time to let us travel through your ear meat. <laughs> Ear meat, that's a we term. Okay. Oh, uh, if you do like us, go ahead and review us because, you know, iTunes yeah, reviews kind of bump you up and whatnot. It's good stuff. Uh, yeah, five star reviews are loved. I don't think uh, we haven't set everything up yet, but as of this time, uh, email us at screampodcast at yahoo.com. Couldn't get the Gmail. Um, <laughs> you can follow us on, it was Instagram at screampodcast. Follow us on Twitter at the screampod. It's official, it's there set in stone i think that's everything i didn't make a facebook you can ha- i i literally don't even do facebook I on anything hate else facebook, so. I, I fucking hate it i fucking hate it. if you don't want to make one i don't care if you want to make one and just not yeah. do anything with it just leave it there and just like do the you know instagram thing where you go share yeah you share facebook. to both that's yeah we could do that we, do. <laughs> we could do that and i think the last thing is uh we mentioned a little bit we have other podcasts and you have other one or another one that we didn't mention so do yours first. I <laughs> I have a another podcast called Morbid, a true crime podcast. So you can find us anywhere that you listen, and you can follow our Twitter at a Morbid Podcast, uh, Instagram. I think we're just at Morbid Podcast. Morbid Podcast. And you can also go listen to our podcast uh, podcast called Crime Countdown, and it's also me and Ash, and it's like top ten list and shit. Um, I don't, I don't really know. You can follow us at Parcast somewhere, but there you can find it. It's on Parcast. Go listen. You can follow Parcast. Yeah, it's in Parcast. You can find it. You can follow Parcast. Go review it and whatnot. It's still fairly new. Well, I guess it'll be a little bit less new once this comes out, but but it's still in its a little bit in its infancy. <laughs> Morbid is like the 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 veteran. <laughs> the veteran, <laughs> as the veteran. <laughs> I have Horror Soup, which is, I guess, my veteran that I've done, like, forever. Uh, if you listen early on, I did it with my friend Bree. She doesn't have time for it anymore, and that's what's going on. And uh, she, I'm, I'm going to force her back into it eventually. It'll happen. But for oh, now, yeah. I do, like, uh, horror movies, and I cover them with uh, other guests, like directors, actors, just my friends sometimes and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, Horror Soup, you can find that anywhere. Just search Horror Soup. I'm not going to give you specifics. You can find it. It's the fucking internet. Um, <laughs> I also have another podcast called I'll Suck Your Blood. That's a vampire movie podcast, and we pretty much just cover all our of vampire, but I do that with my buddy James from Night Shift Video. Really cool guy. Again, find us some places at I'll Suck Your Blood. And, again, I think I'm going to do it. One, I don't think I have to do this here, but, again, thank you to Ethan Hurt for our music, man. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, thank awesome. you, Ethan. And thank you, to, uh, thank you to Casey Booth for our artwork, too. Yes, Casey Booth. Both of you guys Legendary. absolutely killed it. Like, you helped make this show what yep. it was. And, personally, I want to thank you, Elena, just for coming to me Aww. with this in general. I think this is fucking awesome. This is something I've always wanted to do, like, specifically with you. I love and that. I think... This is this is just great. I mean, I've said it before on my show and I think on your show, but you and the horror show and last podcast on the left, you were the three top ones that inspired me to ask Bree to start a podcast a couple years ago. So I love that. I love you, Caleb. Thank you so much. And thank you for doing this with me. You're the only person I would want to do this podcast with. I was immediately like, yes. My heart. <laughs> my heart. <laughs> Even though I hate you for doing this movie. <laughs> Even though I've destroyed your soul, and you'll destroy mine, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm so excited for the show and what's to come. And again, thank you guys for listening to the first episode. Yeah, thanks so much, and come back. Do we do a sign-off? What kind of sign-off could we do uh, for this? Hmm. 
This shows the rage. Shows the rage. Hey guys, Caleb here for a quick message. Uh, so we're about to thank some patrons real quick. And just so you know, the audio clip of us thanking the patrons right here got kind of messed up. And we recorded this like, you know, like right before we launched the podcast because we had a whole like, we're going to thank the new patrons on the first episode thing. So we didn't have time to re-record it. So you're going to hear everything, but my audio is a little bit scratchy because they were like recorded together. Uh, you, you guys should be fine though. It's just like a thanking of the Patreon thing. It's not the whole episode, so... Anyway, bear with us. Sorry about that. Okay, guys. So if you were following the social medias like the Instagram and whatnot before the show launched, uh, you saw that we launched um, the Patreon, which is patreon.com slash scream podcast. And it included a bonus episode before we launched the actual show to give you a feel for, well, you know, a lot of people don't know who the fuck I am. So we're like, yeah, we'll do this. <laughs> and then also, and we told everyone that if you donated early, you'd be an OG of the show. You'd be the number one and you'd get a thanks. You'd be the, the chosen episode. ones. Just like Kung Pao. Exactly. So we're going to thank some of those Patreons. And uh, how do you, I, I'll do, uh, I'll do, I'll do like uh, 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 five and then you do five. Sounds good to me. Something like that. Yeah. I'm into that. First off, our very first donator ever, which is kind of weird because we didn't even announce it at this time. I literally just launched the Patreon, <laughs> and then like five minutes later, Santiago Morales was just fucking there. Santiago so, was on the case. Yeah, I don't know. That's impressive. You're a fucking freak. I don't know how the fuck you found it that fast, <laughs> but dude, thank you. The and, best. Uh, I would also like to thank, uh, I noticed a couple OGs from uh, my show, Horror Soup, right off the bat. Jason Koch. Oh, God. Koch is a motherfucker, but he's been around for a long time. He's a cool guy. Thank you, Koch. And his last name rhymes with crotch, so that's great. (laughs) 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 So that's awesome. Crotch Koch. I fucking (laughs) like it. There you go. Now, Man, I've been been roasting this guy for the longest time, and you just got uh, a gold. Right, gold. Right out the gate. That's goddamn gold, Elena. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Koch. Thank you to Donnie Murphy, um, a man One Heart Creations, Ohana. I don't know what the fuck Ohana means or what the One Heart Creations means or where you got that name. But Donnie, you're a cool guy. Thank you, Donnie. I'd also like to thank Kim Wilson. Kim is a fucking really good friend of mine. Uh, she's been on my show like more times than I could fucking count. She is... She's my rock, honestly. So thank you, Kim. And then how many more do I have? That's one, two, three, four. And thank you to uh, Buddy Ellis. You are Buddy. You are Ellis. You can Buddy my Ellis anytime, <laughs> but don't Buddy it into my ass. Or yeah, don't do don't that. Um, what? Hold on. What is Cassandra's last name? I can't see the whole thing. Uh, it's it's like it's Loney or something. <clears throat> I, I 
the I can't see it. We're gonna avoid some of these last names because we can't see all of them, so we might just have to move by. Yeah. But we'll we'll do like the initial. But I know Cassandra, so it's it's Loney. Okay. Cool. <laughs> all right. So thank best. you to Cassandra Loney. You'll Loney. never be lonely when you have you us, Cassandra. Oh, you will. You won't. We're here for you, Cassandra, you and you're here for us, and we appreciate that. And thank you to Francesca, and I can't see your whole last name. <laughs> thank oh, you. You skipped, you skipped one, too. Oh, get, oh, yeah, I did. And thank you to Gilly Savard, who your last name is one of my favorite hockey players, Mark Savard. A Millie, a Millie, a Millie, a Gilly. Exactly. And thank you to Francesca, who I already thanked out of order, but thank you again, Francesca. And we have Madeline Shell. You are not a shell of yourself. You're a whole person now because you are one of our Patreons, and we appreciate that. You can ring my bell. You can, Shell. <laughs> Thank you to Jessica Porter. And I don't know anything that rhymes with Porter. Mortar and Pestle? Thanks. Pestle? <laughs> yeah. Pestle? It's one of those things that you mix, you know, herbs in at old apothecaries. Mortar. Mortar does. Mortar and pestle. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know what rhymes. Damn it. Okay. Uh, thank you to my man, Darius Man, because he's the man. He's in the can and he does a jam. Thank you, Darius Man. <laughs> uh, Darcy Holgate for being. I, I could make a whore joke right now, but I'm not gonna do that. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> let you pass. But you guys, you guys know where I was going with this. You do. And I'm gonna move on. Uh, thank you to <laughs> Ashley Crowder. You're a chowder. You eat chowder and you like the show chowder i just i'm from boston we love chowder good old chowder uh (laughs) ash brown you are a clown thank you ash brown and uh kimberly moore again you're not a uh, let's move on Uh, elena elena that's your name go ahead all right thank you to selena rose you smell like a rose but i bet and i bet you have pretty toes uh She's actually has a she's a butthole rose. Oh wow! All right. So thank you to Taylor Ellison. You are a melon, son. You sure are, Taylor. So thank you so much. I bet you smell good too. Thank you to Amber Mass. Amber Mass, who smells like ass. I'm from Massachusetts. So thanks, Amber Mass, for being the abbreviation of my state, almost, but not really. Thank you next to Kylie who doesn't need a last name because you're so great. So thanks, Kylie. (laughs) And last but not least in my little grouping is Taylee. So thank you, Taylee. You're the best. And we appreciate you endlessly. And I know this person, but I don't know the last name off the top of my head. Thank you, Serena Kiwitataki. It's uh, it, she has a weird last name. I know her from Horror Soup, but uh, Kiwitakabaki. Uh, thank <laughs> so, you, some along Serena. those lines, <laughs> real thank close. I, I I know I got it. <laughs> you got uh, it. Hannah Suwuza. What the fuck? Suza. No, that's Suwuza. No, that's Suza. <laughs> that's Suwuza. Suwuza. There's the U in the middle to enunciate the ooh. You're not a loser. Kayla or Ooza. Hannah Sawuza. <laughs> Thank you to uh, Kayla Stettler, 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 Stett, 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 Satellite, Kayla Satellite. Satellite. Right. Yep. Thank you for, uh, that's another sexual thing. I'm not going to say that. Um, man, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Stewart. I've known some Stewarts in my day. And I'm not going to rhyme that, but you know what I was going to say. Oh, I know. 
Oh, I know. <laughs> I think you all know. <laughs> can't, can't say that. Don't don't cancel me. Don't cancel me. Don't do uh, it. Peggy Eloquin. Ooh. Oh. That just feels nice. Wow. Eloquin. Ooh. That's like cellar door is like supposed to be the most beautiful word in the English language. Eloquin. I, I don't agree with that, but thank you. Um, <laughs> Peggy Eloquin for being eloquent. Thank you. You guys are and all the raddest of the rad. Are you my dad? <gasps> is that how we end this? So thank you to all so. the Patreons. Uh, thank you guys for donating before, you know. It's really it's really nice to see that because you guys believed in us before you even knew what was going on. And so thank you to everyone that donated. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy the podcast for what it is. Uh, just so you know, we record these episodes in advance. So we're going to be thanking Patreons, but it's not going to be like every single episode. It's going to be like uh, probably like episode like seven, yeah. I think, or somewhere around there. Somewhere like around there. Seven, just because we already have a bunch of episodes recorded. That's right, and you guys are seriously the best. The, again, like Caleb said, the fact that you donated without even hearing the rest of what we got is really awesome, and we are going to not disappoint you, we hope. We're going to take all those all the responsibility you put on us. <laughs> We're going to try to live up to it. <laughs> so we appreciate you endlessly. And again, uh, I guess to anyone else that wants to join the fun and check out bonus episodes and all that stuff, it's uh, patreon.com slash screampodcast. Yay! Or you, could, you could also just search uh, like Scream with an exclamation point, and you'll probably see it. It has our artwork at Patreon. It should pop up. Yeah, it has our rad artwork. So, uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of the episodes, guys, and uh, Scream! Scream! Is he there? No. We're not together. Wow. Well, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't on the verge of doing Snoopy dances. <laughs> What I meant was we're not together at the moment. He's coming over later. He hardly ever comes here. I usually go to his house. There's a useful detail. Thanks for that. Don't ask then. It was working just fine that way.